0: Welcome back to the Tierra Talk Show's New Groove segment, in which we invite past guests of our show to discuss the latest and greatest with their upcoming projects for film, television, and more. I'd like to welcome back author Dave Busser to the show. Welcome.
1: Hi, how are you?
0: It's great to have you back because I think we talked, I think it was almost three years ago, about your book for Roy E. Disney, and you were gracious enough to send me a copy of that. And I was so thrilled with it. I loved it.
1: Fantastic. I'm glad to hear it. Yeah, and it's it's actually almost four years, I think, because that book came out in 2013. And uh, here I am again talking to you about a bunch of different book projects I've been working on.
0: I I was so sad I couldn't get to the expo because you were talking about a brand new book. So let me have you introduce that book and what it's about because it's about one of my favorite characters that's pretty uh, unique and unknown to a lot of Disney fans.
1: Yeah, it's Oswald the Lucky Rabbit, The Search for the Lost Disney Cartoons. And it just released on August 29th, and so uh, naturally I've been out uh, promoting it and doing book signings. Um, We did have the opportunity to go to the D23 Expo at the end of July and do a pre-release, and and I'm happy to tell you and your audience that the uh, pre-release of the book sold out, by Sunday morning of the expo. Yeah.
0: I, I, well, I'm not surprised because you're, you are you were such a great storyteller, and the subject is so fascinating. So I think a lot of people were like, oh, you know what, I really want to know more about Oswald.
1: <laughs> yeah, and there really wasn't much out there. This new book of mine uh, uh, really aggregates all of the known material that we have on all of the cartoons that Walt Disney created before he lost the contract to the character. And uh, everybody believes there was 26 cartoons, but during the research on this project, my friend David Gerstein, who uh, helped me out on the project, he uncovered a 27th cartoon that has Walt's name on it, a 27th Oswald cartoon called High Up. And we talk about that at the end of the book.
0: So, what were you able to kind of go through the archives yourself, or were you given help from the archives themselves?
1: Yeah. So, a couple of a couple points on that. There's the Walt Disney um, uh, Archives, which is the the company archives, and that's really where they keep a lot of the correspondence from the early years. So, there were letters and telegrams uh, and various things. To do with Oswald, but not a lot of it, because when Walt lost the contract, he immediately created Mickey Mouse with Ub Iwerks. And as he was finishing the Oswald contract off, he and Ub and uh, his brother uh, Roy, uh, Roy Disney, Roy O Disney, and their wives we were actually working on the first three Mickey Mouse cartoons at night and on weekends while they were finishing off their obligation for that first contract of Oswald cartoons. Once Mickey was a complete success, um, Walt didn't really look back. And uh, because he didn't own Oswald, a lot of that material kind of just went to the wind. And so there was some animation that had survived. That was in the, uh, animation research library at the Walt Disney animation studios. And, uh, and as I mentioned, there were some telegrams and correspondence, uh, in the archives, but a lot of the material was outside of the company, um, uh, when, when Disney first acquired Oswald back from universal, um, there was only 13 known titles of the 26, 27 films. And uh, I was part of a group that found an additional six lost titles. So now there's a total of 19 of the 26 plus high up uh, that we have, and we're still looking for others. But, um, you know, we found posters at auction houses. There was material at Universal NBC. There was some posters up at the uh, Disney Family Museum in the Bay Area. And uh, there were collectors that had some material. So it was a real effort to kind of bring all of this stuff under one uh, one cover, one book.
0: So in your personal opinion, do you think Walt Disney in his later years, looked back on Oswald the Lucky Rabbit and was wondering what, you know, what could have been with this character or even considering trying to see if he could purchase the character back or, or do something with the character.
1: Well, you know, from my... Uh, uh, my viewpoint on that is, I don't think there's any empirical evidence that he wanted to try and get uni- uh, you know Oswald back from Universal. Um, there, in 1935, there was a funny little cartoon that Walt had created by uh, Floyd Gottsissen, the guy that did the Mickey comic strips, and it's a it's a, a Mickey Mouse walking by uh, Oswald that looks you know, Oswald looks mad and his ears are down and, and Mickey's striding by waving to him. And at the bottom, there's a little inscription and it's signed by Walt. And he sent it to Carl, Lem- Carl Lemley, who was then the head of universal. And uh, it was a little tongue in cheek, you know, uh, to, uh, uh, days gone by. And, uh, so I don't think that Walt, Uh, made any effort to get Oswald back during his lifetime. And I don't personally think that he looked backwards. I think he looked at it uh, maybe as a life lesson that after he lost Oswald, lost the contract to Oswald, he vowed he'd never work for anybody again and he'd own his own characters. And that philosophy of owning their own characters is part of the DNA of the Walt Disney Company.
0: And in your personal opinion, if there were any other Disney character out there that you would think would be a perfect subject but is not as popular, just like Oswald, who do you think you would choose out of that whole bunch?
1: Oh gosh. Uh, you know, it would, you know, it's, it's hard to say. I mean, you know, I don't work at Disney anymore, so I, I can't speak for them, but I can certainly tell you that there's a lot of secondary characters that, uh, they could do a lot more with, but they haven't, you know, and, uh, for whatever reason, but, but certainly, you know, horse, horse collar and Clara Bell, uh, you know, Clara Bell, the cow, um, I mean, you know, there's, there's so, many, so many secondary, great secondary characters. Uh, you know, look at and Timon from The Lion King. Um, you know, they, they pretty much can do standalone uh, uh, outside of The Lion King property and do more stuff. Uh, and we have utilized them over the years. So, it, it's, it, you know, it's, it, it's hard for me to, to sort of pinpoint some, one particular character when there's so many.
0: I want to remind our listeners that in the show notes below, I'll have a link to Dave's personal website where you can also find a link to purchase the book. But I'll also include the link to purchase the book on Amazon. It is there. It is definitely a great read. If you go ahead and purchase a copy. Support Dave because the more you support him and the book, maybe we might get some more Oswald out of that. I hope so.
1: <laughs> and, and, and by the way, Tammy, I would mention to you and to your audience uh, that uh, if they do like the book, please give it a review. Uh, Those reviews actually really help the authors like myself who are writing these types of books. And as you know, there's a lot of great books that have been coming out lately. You know, my friend Mindy Johnson did a wonderful book on the ink and paint area of animation at Disney and Don Hahn's got a great book coming out later uh, in November on uh, mid-century modern uh, and and how uh, the future was looking back in, in the mid 1900s and uh, so all of these books, uh, you know, they're labors and love for the authors that are doing them but uh, we won't be able to do more books unless these books sell and mm. uh, and the way to help the authors is to do quick little reviews on Amazon if, if people can do it that's a huge help for us so I'd appreciate it The uh, you probably are aware and your listeners are aware of the Dolly and Disney Destino book I did a few years ago and next Tuesday there's a special edition of that book coming out they've only created 2500 of these uh, books and it's in a slip case. But when you pull the book out and open it up, on the inside of the front cover is a seven inch screen and you press a button and you can play the Destino film in the book. No wires, no Wi-Fi, no software updates, nothing. It's just press the button and it plays. Oh my and, gosh. Uh, and what I'm going to do when we finish this interview, I'm going to go ahead and send you the uh, book trailer so that you can put that up on your website if you'd like, because people can look at that and they can understand what I'm talking about. Because when I've told people in the past, we've put the movie in a book, they kind of get glazed over because they're not really sure what you're talking about because yeah. it's never been done before but the the movie is in the book. You open the book, press a button, and it plays on a high definition screen. It's a beautiful, beautiful uh special edition, and like I said, it's limited to twenty five hundred and I will tell you three quarters of the edition has already been sold and and it's <laughs> It ships next Tuesday, so um, I wanted to tell you about that, and then at the end of October, on October 31st, I have a book coming out, The Art of Tennessee Loveless, the Mickey Mouse 10x10x10 pop art series, and Tennessee Loveless is this wonderful pop artist who lives in Chicago, and he's colorblind, and even though he's colorblind he overcame that obstacle and he came up with his own numerically based color indexing system and so he created a hundred paintings of mickey mouse and this is one of the first new books coming out on mickey to lead into mickey's 90th anniversary so this is a busy month as you you can hear from me uh with the oswald book the limited-edition Dolly and Disney destino book and then the uh, Tennessee loveless uh, Mickey Mouse book and and if you uh, You know you put the link to my my website david uh All of the books are on uh, just click on the book tab and you'll see all the books up and just click on any one of them And you can read a description a more thorough description of them And there's convenience links for people if they want to order them on Amazon Barnes and Noble or books a million I don't get any Anything from that, I just put those links up there as a convenience for people.
0: And thank you, Dave, for being on the show. And and let's start the Pixie Dust lightning round. So our first one is this or that. So it's Disneyland or Walt Disney World.
1: Wow, that is a tough one, but I am going to have to say Walt Disney World.
0: Hades or Scar?
1: Hmm, I have to go with Scar.
0: The Haunted Mansion or Spaceship Earth?
1: Haunted Mansion, hands down.
0: Jessie the cowgirl or Princess Atta?
1: Hmm, I'd have to go with Princess Ada.
0: And finally, The Bear Necessities or Let's Go Fly a Kite?
1: Wow, that is hard, but I'm going to have to go with Let's Go Fly a Kite. Even though I love Bear Necessities, let 's go fly a kite is just such a wonderful song, and you know I know richard Sherman, and i've I see him on a somewhat regular basis and what a nice man he is. What an absolutely nice man he is.
0: Well, I can't wait. Thank you again for being on the show, Dave, and we'll have you back. Again, listeners, please check out in the show notes below some links so you can go ahead and purchase those particular books and check out the trailer.
1: Thanks, Tammy. I appreciate you having me on.